Thank you for connecting to this podcast from Faith Renewed Outreach Center. We hope that it's an encouragement to you today. For more information, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Good to have you this morning. Did anybody bring the Bible to church? Come on, if you brought your Bible, turn to Joshua chapter 6. Joshua chapter 6. They were very quiet during that transition right there. Joshua chapter 6. All right, that's better. You're going to find out there's something in your shout this morning. There's something in your praise this morning. So you need to let that out. Every opportunity that you get, let that out. So, But we're glad you're here. If it's, again, your first time, glad that God sent you away. Hope you'll get connected. If you want to learn more about our church, you can stop by the area in the back. Call Connect. You'll find someone there that can talk to you, uh, give you information about the church, about membership, about getting plugged in and serving, all those types of things. Love to have you do uh, swing by there if you need that. Also, if you need a Bible, we give those away at that area. So if you need a Bible, we believe everybody should have a Bible. So we want to give that to you as well. Sow that into your life, and I believe God will touch you for that. But Joshua chapter 6 is where we're at today. Uh, we're going to look at a story today um, that uh, BJ last week kind of ended up on, hit on, and we're going to dig into that story, pick back up where he left off and kind of uh, dig into this story a little bit today. I believe God um, really is wanting us to see some things in this passage. And so Joshua chapter 6, we're going to pick up in verse 15. And uh, this is a story where the children of, uh, of, of Israel, the God's chosen people, had uh, come to the place of promise. Uh, God shows them a city and shows them a place that he was wanting to take them into. And uh, there's some things that may stand in the way. Uh, there's some things that kind of maybe stand in between you and your promise this morning that God wants to move aside for you to step into what he has for you. And so there's a lot in this story. And I, I love the story. It's just a cool thing. And I love what some of the things God has shown me uh, this time around in this story. I've never preached before, never heard before personally. And uh, I just feel like God wants us to grab hold of a few things here today. And so Joshua chapter 6. And um, it's, it's pretty cool. We're actually going to kind of jump kind of the finale part. I know you're not supposed to read the finale part. You, part, you kind of leave that for the end. But we're going to read the finale part first, and then we're going to do, uh, kind, of, kind of look at what the story looks like as we read together. Joshua chapter 6, verse 15, it says, But it came to pass on the seventh day that they rose early about the dawning of the day and marched around the city seven times in the same manner. Now, they had been marching for six days prior to this time. And it says, On that day only they marched around the city seven times, and the seventh time it happened. Hey, Amen, I'm telling you. He'll do what he said. It happened. And when the priest blew the trumpets that Joshua said to the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you this city. Now the city shall be doomed by the Lord to destruction, it and all who are in it. Only Rahab, the harlot, shall live. She and all who are with her in the house, because she hid the messengers that we sent. We also learned, BJ shared last week, that they took a a scarlet cord, and hung that in the window. That's they it told her she was walking in obedience and then trusted the word that was given to her, and by faith she did that. And so we see that she was spared. And it says, And you by all means abstain from the accursed things, lest you become accursed when you take of the accursed things and make the camp of Israel a curse and trouble it. But all the silver and gold and vessels of bronze and iron are consecrated to the Lord. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord. 
So the people shouted when the priests blew the trumpets, and it happened that when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, and the people shouted with a great shout, that the wall fell down flat. There's an order there. You need to catch what happened. Then the people went into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. Wow. Can we do this? Can we just pray one more time before we kind of just unpack this thing a little bit? God, thank you so much for today, God, the opportunity to gather in your name and lift you up, Father. And you said, if we lift you up, you draw men. So, God, I just thank you that you're drawing people to you today, God. You're, you're doing uh, things in our life right now, God, that we're not even able to see, God, in the spirit realm. And I just thank you for that today, God. I thank you for territory, God, that you have placed before us, God, that we're going to access. God, we thank you today that there are going to walls that will be broken down and come down today in this place. God, I thank you for strongholds that will be destroyed in this house that may have been around for years. And I thank you today, God, that we're going to step into our promise that you've provided in Jesus' name. Say it with me. Amen. 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 If you see on the screen, we're in a series right now called The Greatest Stories Ever Told. And this is a journey that we're taking through the Old Testament together. And I just encourage you to go back and listen to the messages online if you've missed those. Uh, and I believe that God will speak to you through that as we've been looking at these Old Testament stories. I've enjoyed it. I've, I've probably spent more time in the Old Testament because of this than I ever have before. I've read it many times, but this is challenging me and help, calls me to have to go spend a little more time there. Maybe it's for you yourself. You've never spent time there. But I love what God's been showing us. And there's some very important things in this story today that I believe God wants us to see and grab hold of. And I believe something that happened then applies to us now. And it's very cool how God's Word will do that in our lives. So I'm going to jump into this thing. I'm going to give you three things this morning that God's highlighted in my heart as I've studied this, this passage. And um, I just want you today, if you, if you are a note taker, write these things down. And I just believe this, you are a lot more likely to get to heaven if you take notes. So uh, it's, um, <clears throat> I just throw it out there every now and then. But just, it's not a requirement. But I believe there's a little excess area in heaven that you get into if you're a note taker. I just, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But number one thing this morning is this, and I love this, and I love that God showed, showed me this in this story. It's one of the things I've kind of missed in this story because I've preached that last verse in there that we're going to take this city. We're going to take it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. And I've missed something very important. Number one, God gives great gifts. We've got to understand that a gift is given. It is a gift. That means it is given. It's not something that you fight, earn, work for. It is a, something that is given to you. We, me, me and, Mika, and Kayla, my son, were just having a cool Bible study the other day in Ephesians chapter 2 and just looking at the verse, man, it's by grace through faith that we're saved, not of ourselves. It is a gift. It is a gift, and I love the great gifts that God gives. And that first greatest and most important gift that you can have is the gift of salvation. It's the gift that you can have an eternal home in heaven. That's awesome. Come on, that is cool, amen? That, that God has provided a place for us, and we can have access into the place of promise called heaven, and I love it. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm pumped. But I also believe this. I don't believe God wants you to live in hell here until you get to heaven there. I don't believe that. I just, again, there's things that we go through, problems that come our way because we live in a fallen, messed up world. It's just messed up. And I, the more I spend in it, the more I realize it's messed up. But that does not mean that God doesn't have things for you. 
and that he doesn't have great gifts. I love it. Great gifts. And uh, there are sometimes I believe uh, that it's real easy to find those people that maybe think and have believed the lie that the enemy has told them that you can't have certain things, that you can't maybe be blessed in this area. Maybe you always got to carry that. We'll, we'll, the enemy will use things like scriptures, like Paul's thorn in, uh, thorn in the flesh. And man, he'll, he'll make you somehow convince you and believe that you always got to live miserable in some area of your life. Everything else may work out, but not that one. Listen to me. God's word is true and he gives great gifts. He gets people to believe, man, well, you're not worthy of this and, and you're not good enough for this. And that's true. You're not. You're not. Uh, you maybe have maybe think, man, that I don't deserve that. And, and you don't. Because uh, if you deserved it, it wouldn't be called grace. And it wouldn't be a gift. It would be something that you earn. But God gives great gifts. He's a good father who loves us and he gives great gifts. And in Joshua chapter 6, verse 1 and 2, I love something we get to see in this story. Before they ever got out and started marching. Before they ever blew the trumpets and made the shout, he said this. It says, Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out, none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand. It's king and the mighty men of valor. That's grace. That's God's gift. It's just like he took all that big, massive army. If you've ever studied the, the, the people that live behind those walls, the barbaric actions that took place, the things that went down, God's doing this. He's saying, look, I'm going to put all of them inside this city. I'm going to gift up a, a little bow around this. I'm going to put all the kings, all the mighty men of valor, all the soldiers, all in one place. You ain't got to chase them down. And it's almost like we've looked at so many situations in our life and we're saying, man, this wall, I'm never going to get past it. I'm never going to get free in this area. And God's really wanting to show you this. I'm going to put it all together for you. Gift wrap it in a bow. And all you have to do is access what I've given you. Now, it's, it's something we see now. And there's a lot of things in this story that I love that are very crucial that we see that happen then again that come in to what's going on now. And we see a word throughout this, the book of Joshua called inheritance. You see the, uh, a principle there. It's like 60 times in one book that you'll see this word being used to where this is something that appears that God gives you. It is something that's inherited. I, I don't know. I'm still waiting. I've done some study on my family history, and I've looked and gone way back, and, and I haven't found uh, the, the, the billionaire great-uncle somewhere down the line, but I'm believing somewhere down the line he exists, and that maybe one day, glory to his holy name, that one day, man, the call is going to come. All you have to do is access what Uncle John Henry George, the 14th times 7, Square root positive minus is just provided, given to you. Just access it. You know something? We have something better. We have a God, a Father in heaven who owns it all and has given things to us if we would step into the things that He has. If we would access As a matter of fact, I love Ephesians 3. He says, I'm going to do exceedingly abundantly. More. More. I don't know about you. I'm, I'm believing for some stuff. And God said, I can do more than that. I can do it. And it's by the power that works in you. And so he does this. And so you have to trust this very first principle. God's got great gifts. And don't do this. 
Don't let what has happened by God's creation mess up and steal from you what the Creator has for you. It's happened so many times, man. The creation, people that God's made and designed, and everyone's uniquely designed and made by God, and they're here, and that creation that He has made has hurt you and done things in your life. There are people today that have rejected God. They say, they don't even believe in this God that you speak of because of what people have done. Listen, please understand. Listen, don't let the creation keep you from the Creator. Listen, don't let that happen for you. He has great gifts. Tell your neighbor, He's got great gifts. He's got great gifts. Number two, number two, this is just all over this story. Number two is your praise is powerful. Your praise is powerful. The enemy does not want you to grab this. He would, he would love for you right now to go in another place in your mind over the next couple of minutes as I speak on this point and for you to get distracted by something else, someone else, something else happening and miss this because your praise is powerful. You need to grab this because there is a principle here now unfolding in this story that's so powerful. We see now where God is wanting to use an entire group of people. We're, we're seeing now where he is trying to use an entire army. And there was nothing wrong with Moses, the things that Moses did. We would see Moses get up and we studied this out. He would hold up a rod and seas parted and all this miraculous things happened. And it was awesome. Again, it's always God that does the supernatural part, not us. But it is just powerful that those things happen. But you see something happening in this story a little bit different. You see now where God's bringing in all of the people. He's wanting to use the entire body and to use all of them now to step into something that God's provided. And it's awesome. And I love this. And this is so important that you grab hold of this. Listen, it wasn't that Joshua was less anointed. God wanted to use the whole body. Ah, oh, so important. Listen, nothing wrong with anointed people who stand in pulpits and preach God's word, but that's not all that God wants to use at this church. He wants to use you. He wants to use every person who's in this. And we see this now unfolding. I love it. He starts grabbing now that he's wanting to use entire tribes. He's wanting to use entire bodies. Yeah, he can use one man. He wants to use the whole body, every person walking in the promises that God has. And it's something that he wants you to step into. And I'm loving it. And I'm praying for this. I'm praying for the day when every person connected to Faith Renewed is out there witnessing and sharing the gospel, coming in, report, man, that, man, we got three this week. We got one this week. Man, we shared Jesus, and they got saved this week. I'm believing for that. Where you don't just bring them in here. Yeah, that happens, but it happens where you're at. I'm praying and believing for a day that this entire body, every person here, you lay hands on the sick. You see them recover. You see them set free by the power of God. You see it. It's so much more fun when you get to see it and be a part of it. I'm telling you, it's awesome. I, I, I've been in this thing a while now, man. It's fun. I love it. But you know, I've kind of kind of placed now, I think it's kind of like getting older and I'm getting to see now my kids do things and, and them step into stuff, man. It's just as much fun for me as a father to see them step into it as I was myself. And I believe God enjoys and loves it when he sees his kids do his work and they step into it. And we see this principle and he's telling this now, an entire group of people, 
That's who's going to become the praisers. That's going to be the ones that I'm going to use. Now, this is, this is a t- let me tell you some things about praise that does not make sense. Listen, you will praise God sometimes, a matter of fact, most of the time when you don't feel like it. When you don't want to do it, when it doesn't make sense, all this kind of stuff. But when you start seeing and understanding God's word, how powerful it is. And he introduces this here. He introduces the principle, the power of prayer. He begins to show us in this story, spiritual warfare now unfolding. Because they're getting ready to take a city that they're never going to pull a sword out for to fight with. They're getting ready to access the promise and a place that they're not shedding their blood for. Now, my mind goes all kind of places when I, when I read scriptures and study sometimes, and I sometimes think that's good, sometimes I'm, I wonder, but I think most times it's okay. But this story here, I could almost see the warriors in this army getting fired up about them getting ready to finally access their promise. Because listen, Joshua ain't the only one who saw it. Moses saw it. Their granddaddy saw it. They've heard the stories. They understood where they were going to step into. And now I believe those guys got pumped up. I believe, man, they were like getting jacked up. The hardcore warriors were like doing push-ups. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? They were doing push-ups. They was getting jacked. They were ready. They were pumped. They were getting ready. They had taken their swords, and they had taken their swords, and they had rubbed it across the rocks, and they had gotten it sharp. They had gotten it ready, and they were at attention when Joshua stepped in the room. And in their mind, they're thinking, man, Joshua's going to bring his best speech. He's, he's going to give us a brave heart speech. Oh, let's take our country. You know, we're going to, we're going to do this. I I'm almost can see it in their mind. They're ready. They're going to take this. And I almost in their mind, they're like planning it out. And they're thinking, man, Joshua's going to tell us, all right, you're going to take 5,000. And you take 5,000 and you're going to go to the north side of this city. And you're going to come at them with fire and with power. And you're going to come at them with everything that you have. And you're going to come on this other side through the north and the east side. We're going to bring in an entire generation who's going to come forth. Y'all going to climb the walls. and you. That's not this story. Matter of fact, the opposite happens. These shuggers is in there climbing, getting their swords ready. Joshua walks in the room. All right, guys. We're going to get ready to take this city. Here's the game plan. Y'all ready to do this? Yeah. Push-ups. We're going to march around the walls. Blowing trumpets. Josh is a trip. He's awesome. No, seriously. Are you kidding me right now? You're, we're going to take this city, those people that we know about, those guys who destroy, kill. I mean, marching. Yeah. Now, my mind, again, it's, just, it's a trip. Um, it, it, this here is, is um, the trumpet that was used in that day. This is it's called a shofar, and uh, this is a powerful weapon. 
Um, it, is, it is a powerful force um, that, that God would use. And, and there were different ways that it were used and different sounds that were made that would call people to a place of, of worship, call people to a place of praise. It would call people to a place of battle. And this is what they were going to do. We're going to march around and for six days, we're just going to blow the trumpet. And I'm like, in my mind thinking, that'll probably disorient them a little bit. You walk around and for six days, all you hear is, that'll do it. That, 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 we're going to mess with them a little bit. For six days, they're going to hear a trumpet. Then when they get all like crazy for after six days of hearing that, then we're, gonna ta- then we're climbing the walls. You don't understand what's going on in this story. I wish I could actually do this the right way. It'd be pretty cool. It'd be sick and make my illustration a whole lot better, but I don't, I'm not that good. But God was showing them a principle. He had asked them to not say a word, to not, not get in that place because it's real easy to get into a place of negativity and to say things and to go places when you start talking instead of praising it's, it's real easy, and, and, and if we would learn to put our lips into a place of praise and into a, into a place of, of gossip or to a place of negativity or a place of destruction or whatever, we would see a lot more miracles in our life as well. And so we see this, and he's showing them in this story, this is what I want you to do. I want you to walk around and I want you to praise and I don't want you to worship and I want you to, again, not get into a place of talk and negativity because this represented something. This was a sound that represented the presence and the power of God and what he could do. You have to understand that's what your praise is. Your praise is a sound that represents some things that God can do in your life. And so what he would have you do is this praise. Now we do, we think it's just something we do for a little while before I preach. Oh, I'm praying believing and we've seen glimpses of it already and it's incredible but we're going to see miraculous things happen during praise and worship we're not going to wait to the altar call we're not going to wait till somebody says you need to step out and you need to come and you should do this you're going to give god praise and he's going to step into your situation that's what we see god do through praise Now, don't believe me. Again, the principle was set in place, and we get to see it in Scripture. We get to go into the New Testament. We have that luxury today of looking at the stories in Acts like we see in chapter 16 where Paul and Silas are in in the deep dungeon of prison for sharing the gospel, for preaching Jesus. They're beaten for preaching Jesus. They're, they're, they're tortured and they're, they're in a place where they give their life for that. We don't understand that today. That don't make sense to us today. We think we've we got so sensitive in our society and we've got so soft in our spiritual walk. I, my, my, my thermostat on my truck went out this past week and I'm like, man, I'm being under attack right now. Oh, I'm being attacked right now. I'm not an attack. Truck's got 180,000 miles on it, and the thermostat went out. It was time for another one. 
But don't we think, oh man, listen, listen. Our praise does miraculous things in our life. They, they, Paul and Silas in Acts 16, verse 25, at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. Did they, had the, they had the right, we think. They could have been like, man, you're in there getting beaten because you preached Jesus. No, I, I want to I do that. That's what I want to do. Instead of getting frustrated, my thermostat goes out. I, this is what I want. And these guys, they had a right. They just said, man, Silas, man, I can't believe this. I thought if we served God, man, he would do this. Listen, they did not let the circumstance and the situation hinder their praise. And that midnight in the place of the inner prison, they prayed and they sang hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them. Acts 16, 26 said, And that suddenly there was a great earthquake. There's a sound again. And what that sound brings, it brings the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were open and everyone's chains were loose. You know what God wants you to do? Praise Him. When you don't feel like it. And I'm believing for it. I don't care. I'm praying for it. And this is what's going to happen. You're going to get on board or you're going to get frustrated and leave. And I want you to get on board. Stay. We can do a whole lot more with a whole lot more people. We can reach a whole lot more. But you know what I'm praying for? Every person in this house holds a ram's horn in their hand. And every person in this place understand that their praise is powerful. That God wants to use them. And you don't come in and watch someone else praise. You grab a horn. You step into his presence. You march around the wall. You watch them come down. Every person. And you'll do it. You know when you'll do it? When you understand your praise is powerful. It's powerful. No, it doesn't make sense. Don't make sense to get out and march around a wall. It doesn't make sense to get out there blowing the trumpet when I don't want to praise God. I want to complain. I want to get frustrated. What has it ever gotten us? More frustrated. More upset. But man, look what praise produces in this story. It brings the walls down. I love it. I love this story. This takes us right into our third and final point. And we see these guys do it. They shout before the walls fall. They shout before they come down. And this is a beautiful final point that the walls fall by faith. 
Walls fall by faith. It's when we step into the obedience and we understand and we trust this. And it's by faith that we walk into and step into this promise that he has. It's when we trust this and we believe this. We believe that God's going to do what he said he would do. He wants you to be obedient. Yes, he wants you to do what these things he's asked of you. But he wants you to actually believe what you're doing. He don't want you when we, we take up into the offering, we receive time, we receive tithes, we receive all. He doesn't want you to do that out of frustration. Amen. He doesn't want you to do it because somebody made you feel bad or whatever. Listen, this church is doing great financially. It's awesome. It is beautiful what God's doing in this church. We're not trying to do that to get something from you. We, we do that to get something to you. It's freedom and it's blessing and it's a place of obedience in your life. And God's word's clear on the subject. Malachi 3, he says this, bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. You hear God tell you that much, try me. Try me. I mean, he says this because he knows what's true. And he says, I will not, see if I will not open up for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. And verse 11 says, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. He rebukes it. Man, I'm just, it's just one of these other things that, man, people's like, Pastor, I need you to re- rebuke the devil off my finances in the name of Jesus. I can tell you one who can rebuke it a lot more powerful than me. I, I mean, we're pretty close. Me, I'm going back. But you know what he said? Trust me. Watch me. Watch this happen in your life. This, this faith that we have for them. You know what it does? If you have faith, it produces an action in your life. You can have the action and not have faith. You see it. But faith will produce an action in your life and you'll watch God do it. In Hebrews 11, I've always missed this. Verse 30, the big hero hall of faith. Hebrews eleven thirty 30 says this. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. What brought them down? Faith. Praise and obedience to God. And listen, and they didn't wait till they fell. Some of, I mean, this is how the enemy will work, man. You get your breakthrough, and then you're going to give God some praise. And you're waiting, man. You're waiting. You're like, man, when I get my breakthrough, I'm going to praise. Listen, your praise and your breakthrough, listen, they, they're, they're, we probably get those confused a lot of times. Listen, this is what we got to start doing. Praising God and we'll see the breakthrough. And in this story, they praise him and they worship him. And when they do, the walls fall down. Every one of them. And they step into the promises. But it takes us stepping into faith. They didn't believe this. And, and for so long, I read that story and said, man, they, he told him to shut up because it was going to get all negative. And again, that happens. But you know something that was going on in this story that I think we miss? Somebody believed it was going to work. Somebody had faith and believed it. Yeah, there might have been some, and it happens. And who's going to go through it, and they're going to be complaining, they're going to have their situation, they're going to be saying, man, I can't believe we've got to march around these walls again, this and that. Somebody believed that if we do what he says, we can have what he's given us. And they stepped out, they began to march. And I don't, I don't know, I, just, I believe some, there was some people in there. Matter of fact, I believe it, it brought them to a place of more faith. 
I mean, if we can grab hold of that second song we sung today, man, that it's in the waiting that God can show up. If you just keep trusting, hang on, trust in him, you'll see it. You'll watch this. I believe, man, like day five, some people was getting frustrated, but somebody was saying, man, I can't wait to seven. Boy, seven's going to be awesome. I can't wait. And by faith, they believed. You know what God wants to do today in your life? What's to build your faith? What the enemy wants to do, destroy it, tear it down. Get you to say, that pastor lost his mind. That's what they thought about Joshua, possibly some of them. But somebody believed it. And you know who's going to access it? The ones that believe. The ones who trust him and the ones who believe that his word is true. And in this story, there's so much going on. It could be a series. But in this story, as the worship team comes, I want to close with a final passage Final scripture for you today. One of the things I believe this story represents, and it's very important that we grab this, every person needs that pleases tune in for this last, very last thing I'm about to say here. I believe this is a representation and a picture of the return of Christ. I believe it. I, I'd never heard this preached this way, but I've, I've, I was praying, and I think this is, this is one of the things that we see. We see in this story where everything around is going to be destroyed. There's going to be a shout that will come. There's going to be a trumpet that is sounded, and there are going to be everything totally destroyed, and it's only those who trusted in Jesus that stood. BJ shared about Rahab. Last week, and Rahab had taken a scarlet cord and she tied it in her window. And they said, we're going to place that there as a representation. And I don't know if you understand how powerful that, that's just that alone is. That scarlet cord and what it represents, the blood of Christ being applied there and him being in the center. And everything else it says in this story fail. Except Rahab's house. And this is a, oh man, it's the passage of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Verse 16 says this. For the Lord himself would ascend from heaven with a shout. There's your shout. And with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, there's your trumpet. The dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be called up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another. These words. Why don't you stand with me if you will please him. Man, I tell you, I just sense the Spirit of God just today wanting to destroy and bring down walls and to bring down strongholds and, 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 and curses and bondages and things today. And some of you thought, again, that you had to, had to accept. Listen, that's a lie. For, it's a lie from the enemy. It's a lie from the enemy. God today did this. He sent his son, Jesus, so every person could be saved who trusts in him. And what I want you to do today is this, and we're getting ready to open up our altars for a time of worship. God's going to move in, and if you step out, I just, He's going to. His word's true. He's not a liar. And I want you to do this before we open this up. I just want you to take a moment, just bow your heads with me, and just close your eyes if you would, and I'm going to give you an opportunity today to just search your heart. Look at your situation. Listen, has a scarlet cord been applied? Have, have, have you accepted and trusted and put your faith in Jesus? Do you believe today? 
the gospel and you put your hope in that message. Because one day, listen, there's going to be a sound that's going to come. There's going to be a trumpet that blows. There's going to be a shout that's given and there's going to be everything around you destroyed. And it's only going to be what's done for Christ that will stand. It's the only thing that's going to be standing when it's all said and done. What have I done for him? What have I surrendered to him? Have I put my hope in Jesus? God gives great gifts. He gives great gifts. The first one being eternity with him when you put your hope in him. And that today, there's, I don't know, I just sense today there's someone that needs to just surrender today your life to Jesus. Accept the grace gift. Accept it today. So much, it's just so much he wants to do in your life. Just a moment, we're going to open up our altar's time of prayer. Fast, I want you to come down. And I believe this today. There's, there's some of you here today that, man, you just have kind of come to the place where you think, well, yeah, I just got to have to live with this. I'm never going to have that. Or I'm never going to be the relationship God has for me. I'm never going to have a spouse. Or I'm never going to have someone in my life who loves me. I'm never going to have the, the health that I'm looking for and believing for. Listen, those are lies. God is a God of truth. He cannot lie. It's one of His names. And today He has promises for you. And I want you today, the same way the children of Israel did, received it by faith, I want you to just step out and trust and believe today God has a promise for you. Oh, man. He has a promise for you. Father, I just thank you right now today for your word, the truth that's within it. God, that you show us in a story happening so many years ago that can be real today in our life. God, that you have great gifts for us, God. Lord, that you have faith you want us to receive today, God. And worship is powerful. Praise is a powerful thing that you've given us. And by faith today, we want to step into it. I thank you for it, Jesus. I thank you for it, Jesus.